Hello, and welcome to Finding My New Voice. I'm your host, Kevin Tuhus. This is a podcast dedicated to cancer survivors and those who are currently battling cancer. This is Season 1, Episode 2. Before I get into it, I would like to take a couple minutes and talk about the title for the show. Many things have the title or the tag Finding My Voice, so finding my new voice was an obvious choice to me. When I did the internet search for it, nothing came back using those key words. Great, I thought I was on to something original. But as a lover of many different genres of music going back to the 1920s, I know very few things are truly original. In fact, they are extensions or improvements on something that already exists. After a month of putting together a podcast, building a website, finding a host platform, and finally submitting to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Side note I will go into the growing pains and hurdles associated with that another time, or it will take up the whole rest of the show. Anyway, after I did all that, Another Google search showed about a hundred results for finding my new voice. So much for being original. Turns out like 95 of them were credited to the late. Great comedian Bob Saget. Who posted it in a statement on Instagram the night before he died. It was in reference to the beginning of his new stand-up comedy tour. That left five or six. All with a different connection to that phrase. One of them even featured a woman on an Instagram video who had a tracheotomy. She was using an electronic stimulator to her throat to help her speak. But that was a three-year-old hashtag and I have never been on any social media platforms. And since none of them had gone all in, meaning there were no current podcasts or websites with that title, I was secure in the feeling I'm doing something that's all mine. To tell the truth, when I did my first search for finding my voice it had too many results to count. I had just started using the text-to-speech feature that comes with Podcastle and considered that my new voice. So I combined the two and decided on this title with the intent of setting myself apart from the crowd a little bit. And that's the story behind that. Picking up where I left off last time. Three weeks into radiation and the negative side effects hit me like a ton of bricks. I had been going along pretty good with the exception of losing my taste for solid food the week before. My biggest issue had been making sure the ride service my insurance company provided showed up on time and on a few occasions if they showed up at all. It could be very stressful because I was committed to every day for six weeks. The service was free so I felt like I had little room to complain. Getting me there had about a 70% rate of happening without complications. But picking me up was a totally different story. Mostly because the drivers were given the address of 1900 North Higley Road. Which was the hospital and first building of the Banner Gateway Medical Center. And I was in the last building of the complex about a quarter of a mile away the M.D. Anderson Cancer Center, and it was the only building in the complex without the address numbers on it. So three out of ten drivers would go to the hospital building, declare me a no-show and then leave. Four out of ten would call me and I could give them directions to where I was. And three out of ten were actually given the correct address, 
Some days I could end up waiting for an hour and then have to call again and go through the automated process of scheduling a ride. Since radiation was in the morning, waiting in the lobby wasn't so bad. But on the days when I also had chemo in the afternoon meant I was there all day and would be one of the last ones out of the building. A couple of times that left me out front of the place. Stranded and freezing my ass off. I know that sounds like a little thing. But when the radiation really started to kick the crap out of me, it was the little things that made it tough to go on. In the last episode, I mentioned a little bit about the process of fitting me with what they call a radiotherapy mask. You can actually see it if you Google masks for radiotherapy. They heated up the material slightly and conformed it to my head, neck, and shoulders, and then allowed 15 minutes for it to cool down and harden. When they give you the radiation, The mask is placed over you and locked down to a table. This was no problem until I started feeling like I could throw up at any second. Then it became a problem. It wasn't claustrophobia, but all of a sudden I had an overwhelming fear of getting sick while being locked down on that table and choking on my own vomit. Whether that could have happened or not, I don't know, but the fear was real nonetheless. On those mornings when just getting dressed was a battle, I will admit there were days when I felt like giving up. That was pretty much every day of weeks three through five, but I found a strength I didn't even know I had, and you never really do know until you are in that moment where you are tested. Radiation finally came to an end on June 17, 2021, and chemo was done on July 12. The lump on my neck had gotten smaller, and after having a fiber optic scope up my nose, there were no signs of cancer on the back of my tongue. I felt relieved and like I had literally dodged a bullet. I was told I was not out of the woods yet. It was my oncologist who had his doubts and was worried about it coming back, since it had such an aggressive nature, and they were running out of treatment options. They drew blood for specialized testing. And the oncologist was right. Results showed I was not cancer free and extreme measures would have to be taken. It was either major surgery or do nothing, and eventually this fucking monstrosity would return and kill me. At this point, I was determined to do anything to beat it. This was approximately six months after chemotherapy was over. Just having the procedure explained to me sent my head reeling. My jawbone was to be cut in two at the chin. And my tongue would be unfurled for several feet, and a section of it would have to be removed. That section was to be replaced with muscle from a donor site of my choosing. Those choices were the front of my thigh of whichever leg I picked, or the inside of my forearm, also from whichever arm I picked, along with a skin graft that I decided would come from the upper area of my right shoulder. The advantage of getting it from my leg was, it was a thicker muscle and gave it a better chance of being a stronger bond for that section. The risk was it would be too thick and be rejected. Then they would be forced to return to the operating room and take it from my forearm anyway. Oh, yeah. By the way, in addition, there would be the removal of my larynx, also known as the voice box. But with speech therapy and an electronic stimulator, I could still talk. Well, isn't that just peachy? It made radiation and chemo look like a frickin' walk in the park. 
This sounds like the perfect spot to bring up the theme this podcast is based on. Be sure to get checkups and cancer screenings done regularly. Well, I took the gamble and had them use the muscle from my leg, and sure enough, it was too thick and showed signs of rejection. Not just that, but the tip of my tongue was not getting any blood flow and would have to be removed. I gave up any thoughts of being able to speak even with an electronic stimulator. That procedure left a scar on the front of my left thigh from my hip to to my knee, and a 5 inch by 3 inch skin graft patch at the top of my right shoulder. And now, three days later, I was headed back into the operating room to do it all over again. I had fully intended on going to the point when I decided to start this podcast. But I'm learning the only rules to the format are the ones I set for myself. With that being said, here is a brief musical interlude. I hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back in a minute with something different. Okay, we're back. That was fun for me changing it up a little bit. Now I would like to introduce a new segment to the show. I was going to have to learn how to use the recording feature at some point, and now is as good a time as any. This is my first live interview. It's not anything that will change the world, but it was a tremendous help to me getting the process down. There is no mention of the C word because this show is more than just talking about that. He had no idea we were gonna do this. I just kind of sprung it on him. I love him dearly. Here he is, my dad. Hello. Thank you for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being here. Tell us your name, current occupation, and your age. My name is Knut Tuhus. I'm retired, and I'm, I just turned 80 years old. And what did you do before retirement, and for how long? I worked for National Gypsum Company for 33 years. Have you ever done anything like this before? Say a radio or television interview or a podcast? This is the first interview I've done. Ever, I think. Never done one before. I would like to ask you about the two greatest loves in your life. All right. My wife, who's passed away about a year and a half ago, almost two years now, was my first love. Um. Second greatest love for my life is playing golf, which I haven't done for about five years now, because I've got COPD. 
What first attracted you to golf and how old were you then? Well, I first started when uh, my father was a golfer. I think he took me out when I was about 12 or 13 years old back in Madison, Wisconsin. And then I caddied, started caddying when I was 13 years old at Blackhawk Country Club in Madison, Wisconsin. And there that if you if you caddied on Wednesday and on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, you got to play on Friday. If you caddied on Saturday and Sunday, then you could play on Monday. So that's where I picked it up. So your father also loved the sport of golf. Yes, my dad also loved it. We he played quite a bit in Madison, and even my mother played golf too. Okay, how about top five moments or top five golf courses? Oh, some of my top favorite moments would have been, we, I won a few trophies. Uh, of course, the friends that I played with, there were a lot of them, from all different, all different ranges of people. Uh, some of the favorite golf courses are the Foothills Golf Course in, uh, in Ahwatukee. Uh, there was a course in St. George, Utah that I enjoyed playing. And I played many courses throughout the valley here. Played True North, that was a very nice course. Uh, played the Biltmore. Got many, many courses, Las Siendas. Many nice courses. If you could go back and play with anybody in the history of the sport, who would that be and why? Gary Player the, would be the one person I'd want to play with if I could play with anybody in, in the history of golf. Admire him quite a bit. He's about the same size as I am, so... Okay, moving on. Let's talk a little bit about your military experience. Yes, and then I was also in Vietnam. Didn't take my clubs with me over there, though. When was that and for how long? I went over in January of 1967. Came back in February of 1968. So I was there for 13 months. What was it like going from life here to life there? I went from life in Madison, Wisconsin to life in Vietnam. Yeah, life in Madison was pretty great. Just a little bit too cold for me. Life in Vietnam was, yeah, we worked, I worked 12 hours a day, seven days, six days a week, and six hours on Sunday. So didn't have time to do much. I did get to travel around Vietnam a little bit by uh, going out to the field and uh, helping people with paperwork. Uh, get, so we got to fly around in helicopters. Any fond memories of your time there? Any fond memories of my life there? Not too many fond memories. Uh, met some pretty nice people, but uh, nothing real fond about it. Any not so fond memories? 
No, just the uh, the sadness of it all. Uh, I think uh, one of the worst ones is uh, of not fond memories was uh, shortly after I got there, we went down to help the, the unit do paperwork because they'd gotten hit hard over the night, over the preceding night. And uh, we were sleeping and sleeping and all of a sudden I heard this blood curdling scream and I've never never forgotten it uh, never heard one like it before that and I, the guy that was involved in the uh, incident from the night before had, had a nightmare and let out a scream well another another one that wasn't so good young a young man that uh, he uh, pulled a grenade pulled put on a grenade and blew himself up because he thought his his wife had had a child <coughs> while he was there. And uh, he got it in his brain that it wasn't his. So I walked in the hooch and had everybody get out of the hooch on some pretense and blew himself up. That's kind of sad. <laughs> Any difficulties adjusting to life when you got back? Uh... Difficulties adjusting. Yeah, not horrific ones, no. Did a little too much drinking, but other than that, no. Would you like to say hello to anybody? Say hello to my brothers. Hi, Pete. Hi, Mark. Kenny, you probably can't hear me, but hi to you too. How great was it having them here for your 80th birthday and Thanksgiving? Yes, Mark and Pete were here for my 80th birthday and Thanksgiving. Appreciate them being here. And how surprised were you to see Pete, who flew in from Reno, Nevada, unbeknownst to you? Yes, <laughs> Pete was unannounced. He just walked in one day there, and uh, I didn't know he was coming. It was really nice to see him, and I appreciate him coming in here from Reno. Anything else you would like to say to your brothers? And yes, I would like to tell them that I love them. So, if you're listening to me, I love you both. All right. Thank you again for being here, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you. It was great being here. Did you have fun? Did I have fun? Uh, yes, I did it. Yes. Can we now return you to our show? I've got to admit that whole experience went pretty smoothly for me. Learning how to record an interview and learning how to edit it. It was far from perfect in those aspects but for a first time. Not too bad. I would also like to acknowledge my dad's participation. I told him I just wanted to test and learn how to use all of the recording equipment and make sure it worked. Then I suckered him into doing the interview. For that being his first time on the microphone I think he did alright. There were a couple stories I've never heard before. I have a verbal agreement from one of the surgeons who helped preform in at least two of my operations to be a guest on the show. He can give details and correct anything I have been mistaken about regarding my procedures. Also, the challenges faced in treating my case. 
I'm going to switch voices now because I kinda liked the split personality effect it had last time. Thank you for joining me. I'll be back with episode 3. I would like to close with a couple things. First one is, on Christmas night my uncle was driving and we were on our way to pick up Chinese food when something caught my eye. It was the moon. I have taken time on many occasions to appreciate a full moon. But on this particular night, it was just the tiniest sliver I can ever recall seeing. And it was extremely well illuminated. To me it was so bright and so vibrant. The only way I can put it is, I was mesmerized by its beauty. In the previous episode I said it was the little things that almost made me give up. Now that I am cancer-free I'm a proud advocate for the little things that make life worth living. The second thing is, this is the time of year that we make promises to ourselves. Also known as resolutions in hopes it will make us better people. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to accomplish them. So I have learned to set goals I can achieve. Like smoking more weed, gaining 10 pounds, making more podcasts, getting out to shoot pool and go putt some golf balls. I would also like to spend more time with family, namely my brother and my uncle. So do yourself a favor and make resolutions you can stick to. Drink more tequila, watch more pornography, masturbate more, if you're into that kind of thing. I don't know if any of this will make you a better person but it's bound to make you happier one. Sorry we ran a little long today. Here are some corrections on where to find the podcast and the website. We hope you all had a safe and happy 2023 New Year's celebration. Here are the corrections on where to locate us. The podcast is currently available on Spotify and Google Podcasts. The website address is https colon forward slash forward slash www.findingmynewvoice.com. Thank you again for joining us. Take care and he wasn't the first or the last to say it. But the iconic John Lennon said it the loudest when he sang the words. All we are saying is give peace a chance.